Welcome to 1991 Movie Rewind, a podcast where we watch and review every movie released in 1991, from the all-time greatest classics to the critically panned and everything in between. We'll rediscover forgotten fan favorites and uncover hidden gems as we explore the depths of direct-to-video. Join us in our celebration of the fun, unique, and diverse films of this highly underrated year. This week, we watched Lucy and Desi Before the Laughter. and Desi before the laughter, the famous couple are preparing to shoot the very first episode of I Love Lucy. The careers and personal lives of Lucille Ball, played by Frances Fisher, and Desi Arnaz, played by Maurice Bernard, have been full of ups and downs to this point, and they take this time to reflect on the dramatic path that led them to the show that would propel them to superstardom. Screenplay by Cynthia A. Cherbach and William Luce, directed by Charles Jarrett, and premiered on CBS on February 10th, 1991. I'm assuming you have not seen this movie before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a made-for-TV movie. Made-for-TV movie. I probably mispronounced a couple names there in the credits, and I apologize if I did. Made-for-TV movie, but it did get re-shown after the fact. In fact, the version that we watched was online, um, through archive.org uh, through a rebroadcast on the Weed Network. So, yeah. you know, it's it's out there. It's also on VHS and possibly DVD. I couldn't actually find a physical copy that proves that it exists, but supposedly there may be a DVD copy. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> the, the point is, is that um, someone thought this was a good idea to produce, and I think they were wrong. I mean, okay, I don't know. Have they... I know they've done other Lucy and Desi stuff since, but is this, mm-hmm. like, one of the first Probably showings? one of the first, like, dramatic... Um, About their lives? Yeah, like, biography, biopic type yeah, things. Even though... Even though, I mean, they're, they're iconic, like still, right? Yeah, I mean, and then they're still alive at this point. Yeah. Well, okay, Desi died in 86. Okay. Um, so, but Lucille, well, she died in 89. I thought oh, they were... I thought they were alive in the 90s, too. Me, too. Weird. I thought they both died... I thought Lucille Ball died in the later 90s, but I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, we're, we're way off we're on wrong. this. Okay, well... So, okay, so this <laughs> is, like, a couple of years... Shortly of, after, yeah. Short, okay, because I, I thought, you know... I was wondering, did they consult with them? But they probably could have consulted with their children. Well, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could have. I don't know how much they did. And even so, I know that their daughter, uh, Lucille Arnaz, um, did not like the way this movie came out. And yeah. as a result, created her own documentary, Lucy and Desi, A Home Movie, which came out in 1993. Yeah. Which is more well-known, obviously has, like, home movie footage and, you know, talks about their relationship and and possibly in a more real way. We didn't actually watch that one. But um, 
but for all intents and purposes, you can pretty much guarantee that's going to be a better movie because right. it's coming from the source, which, you know, obviously you can skew perceptions if you're, if you're involved in the family, you want to put out a certain image, but still you have these home movies and you have, I don't think she shied away as much from, you know, one of her problems with this movie was that this did not really show why their relationship was as tumultuous as it was. Mm. And so she wanted like a more real account, it sounded like, and that's why she produced her 1993 movie. But yeah, this one is probably one of the first. Um, it's been revisited since. In like 2003, there were two different movies as well. Yeah, I know there was, you know, the Luce, the movie just Lucy. called Lucy, and then there's the Desilu story. Yeah, Desilu Studios, also in 2003. And now we're having another resurgence again. The reason why we picked this movie is to sort of tie in with Oscar season because Being the Ricardos is up for multiple awards. Right. Uh, we're shooting, we're, we're recording, shooting. We're recording this uh, before the awards happen, so we don't know if they won any Oscars. Um, and then, you know, also the Amy Poehler produced documentary Lucy and Desi, which is coming out mm-hmm. very shortly, if not out by now, when this airs. Yeah. So. It's coming in waves and cycles. This is very much what I expect TV movies to be. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I read that on IMDb, the little trivia thing, it said that the producer planned to expand this movie into three parts. Yeah. But how... Because then they said the reason why they didn't do it was because of the ratings. But how would they know the ratings would be like before making a three-parter because this movie seemed like it went through what they had to go through if that makes sense because it's if i from their meeting when they first met on you know in the late 30s up until like the first episode of i love lucy so did they want to go further That'd be my I guess. am assuming. Yeah, so like sort of like how being the Ricardo's talks about some of the other controversies while the show was airing. Yeah. They were probably gonna go into those in subsequent parts. Okay. That would be my guess. And so yeah, they don't want to start production on that until they actually have the first one aired and then decide whether or not they want to greenlit the finan green light the financing for the the other two, and then they decided not to. I the ratings for that night for this movie was 16.4 million and that's low to them i yeah i don't know (laughs) like i don't know what's high and low for ratings in the early 90s because yeah i mean i don't know what they needed to make it higher ratings yeah or worthwhile I mean, because, I mean, now a show that gets two or three million is considered a success. Right. But, but there's so many more Yeah, there's a million channels and there's tough to streaming compete. now. But... Back then there was, I mean, it, there was cable, but not everyone had cable. Yeah, but it's still like the main four were the, were the thing. And right. really just the main three, Fox was kind of an also ran at this point in its history. So... That's why something like two or three million on Fox was considered to be a huge success for them because they right. just did not have that established audience. They're considered, you know, kind of considered as a throwaway channel to a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you have the other ratings for what premiered against it to see? Like, so, did it I mean, win I was, the night? 
Huh? Did it win the night, quote unquote? Did it have the highest ratings of its time slot? Uh, for okay, so there was two other movies on at the same time. One of them was another made for. I was gonna talk about this like for the TV part, but I guess okay, well, I'll just do it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it was on at the same time. So the Lucy and Desi TV movie was on CBS. And it was on at the same time as another TV movie that we have on our list. It's called The Chase, and that's an NBC movie. And that had 14 million. So it was a couple million more than this other movie, The Chase. Okay. And then there was another, like, on ABC, they had the movie Big. So, so uh, an it's airing a, an, of an oh, actual movie. Yeah, an actual movie that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. A 1988 movie. Yeah. But that had 14.8 million. Okay. But, I mean, it's... I mean, still, Lucy and Desi is 16.4. So, I don't know, like, what they're yeah. trying to compare it to. I will say... Okay, so before that... I mean, if you're only getting 2 million more than like a TV rebroadcast of... A, big? A, yeah, an yeah old like, movie. I would probably That's, watch Big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Big was, what, like three or four years old? It was clearly had been on home video for a, a right, while, right, right. and it still pulled in, like, only two million less than yours. Then now it starts to make a little more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I would have watched Big, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, I mean, at that... Especially at that time, I'm more interested in Big than... Because I didn't really know what I Love Lucy... I mean, I, I knew because from watching, like, Nick at Night and stuff, mm-hmm. that's how I knew about I Love Lucy. But I wasn't, like, I need to know about the real people at that time in my life. Yeah, I think maybe that's part of what... Well, okay, I guess the audience that they were going for were not kids our age, right? The right. people who are seeing... I Love Lucy on Nick at Night or, um, you know, late night syndication on local channels or wherever it might have been airing. Um, they were going for the people who were around at the time and probably watched it, you know, in the yeah, fans of 50s, Love... 60s, yeah. 70s reruns era uh, who were more interested in that type of stuff because this is not a comedy. No. Uh, this is not lighthearted in I mean, any it's way. called Before the Laughter. We're, yeah. not, we're not laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also very little about the I Love Lucy era. So, yeah, I think yeah. if they're planning on turning it into a trilogy, they probably were saying, yeah, it's going to be three Lucy and Desi movies. The first one is Before the Laughter. The second one is, like, I don't know. During, during the, the Laughter? <laughs> yeah. After the After Laughter. After the Laughter. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but, so yeah, I think they just didn't really anticipate the audience properly. It's not structured very well either. And, you know, obviously that's not something you're going to know going in, but the way everything is presented is, is purely through flashbacks. So they start out by, um, getting the tv set ready in desilu studios i mean yeah because that's kind of like how being the ricardos sort of starts with yeah a little it bit. starts with their last episode uh, and then they kind of like reminisce Ricardo, you mean their most recent at that time because it was like yeah. in the middle of like season two or something is when that movie right. takes place um 
But yeah, this one is like, yeah, they're getting a TV set ready for Desilu Studios while, you know, the classic I Love Lucy theme song is playing like on a loop and Mm -hmm. it kind of gets annoying immediately. Well, they start playing other songs. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But it goes through like three or four loops of the I Love Lucy song without any breaks in between. And it's kind of annoying. To to hype up the (laughs) audience. And yeah, and then they immediately go into the lyrical version because you see Desi, you know, with his band they were playing it the whole time mm-hmm. um and you know go into a song and dance and and they dance through the sets and you know it's it's a nice way to show that they built this massive sound stage worth of stuff but honestly they don't show much of the actual i love lucy show and so they built like this massive like three four rooms worth of layout uh, you know set recreation for what it like really wasn't used and then they really get into the flashback side of things, whereas th- that's where most of this story is told. Someone will say something, the character will stare off into space, you know, triggered by that word. It, and then... Like when she was trying to learn <laughs> Spanish, and then she was like, como se llama, como se llama. And then I was like, what the hell's happening? And then, yeah, it just goes into a flashback, and then they come out of the flashbacks, and yeah. they're staring out of space, and someone's like, Lucy, hey, you listening to me? Or Desi, hey, you listening to me? Every single time. Yeah, it's them longingly thinking about their past. And all the flashbacks are very... They're... I'm, I was confused, because I was like, what time and place are we at now? It, well, they're, they're truncated. Yeah, they're, they're not... Um, there's no... I don't know chiron or whatever you want to call it the chronology or or um you know subtitle to say you know 19 yeah because i I was googling like okay where are we now because like i don't know the part where she's like i'm pregnant and then the next scene she she's fully like eight nine months pregnant yeah like yeah one scene is like oh we lost the baby and then the next scene i'm pregnant I'm, i'm gonna give birth to you know this obviously additional attempt at pregnancy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, what year are we in now? Yeah, I, I think that the movie probably assumes a lot of pre-existing knowledge of their history to kind of piece those things together. I mean, if I hadn't seen Be- Being the Ricardos before right. this, I, was kind of I like, would have been even more lost because this yeah. covers a lot of the same ground. Right. Uh, but just worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah all, all the scenes are very quick moving uh, because you have to worry about commercial breaks in a TV movie. Yeah. Um, you're trying to cover a whole lot of ground and time in this hour and a half. So you have to truncate these sequences right. and a lot like, gets lost in translation like a lot of, of it was um i don't know it was from like night the time they met so they met on a movie set in like 1939 1940 like late 39 early 40 because they only knew each other like less than a year and they got married within that year like real quick mm-hmm but then there was like a part where she's like, we've been married seven years. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> like 15 minutes later, it's like seven years have passed. So then <laughs> I was, I was wondering, like, so it just went from 1939 until like 
the beginning of I Love Lucy, which is like the early 50s. So they were trying to do an hour and a half or like, I don't know, 12, 13 years within an hour and a half of, of their lives. Yeah, and, and the, the ground that they cover is probably what you would expect in these types of scenarios. It's, you know, them briefly meeting, but you don't really get a sense as to why they fell in love at all. Um, you know... I never really felt the chemistry between the two leads in any way. Um, and then, like, almost immediately after they get together, like, Lucy's constantly worried about Desi cheating on her. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you see... That's the entirety these of, of these mov- this movie. It, it's a lot of it. But they, yeah, they throw in a lot of... Um, I mean, that that's probably the main conflict is, is, is that. And will they get divorced or will they not? Um, and a lot of that's kind of sidelined because they mention you know when she catches him on the bus Mm -hmm. uh, physically cheating with some actress or something she talks about how they're going to get divorced and then like in the next scene you know they're making out on the bed and then that's just over we don't really well they don't explain it through dialogue you yeah, know. like, okay, because it's always just, like, Desi, like, doing this sad puppy dog look to her, like, oh, but I love you, type yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they kind of and then almost victim-blame Lucy in the dialogue of this movie, you know? And like, then she's like, oh, right, and then they sleep together, but then she got up that time she got up to get dressed to go to court and she's like, well, I'm going to court still, and he's like, wait, I thought we made up, and she's mm-hmm. like, well... I still haven't made up my mind about divorcing you or not. But, I mean... But then, end of scene. Yeah. So, and then we're like, okay, I guess they didn't get divorced. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously. We know in real life that or, or, it yeah. happened, but, like, can we see the actual resolution of this? Yeah, like... like this is weird. But, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times where, you know, Desi's excuse is, well, you don't understand what it's like. And that's, like, that's all he says. Yeah. And then we're supposed to feel bad for Desi? I no. never did. No, but we're supposed to. Like I'm... it was like leading us to believe that, um, that you know he's, you know, take him back. He's the little puppy dog. Yeah, like, I oh. I don't know. It was just he's helpless. Con- it was against... constantly that, or just her worrying about him because he was you know out. I mean, at this time, you know, she's an actress doing like random movies left and right, and he's trying to. He's touring. He's touring with his band, and you can tell that, you know, she is still a little bit more famous than him, because he's, like, jealous of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And he wants to make a name for himself, which, I mean, he sort of does. Yeah, yeah, just not in the the the, pictures. Yeah, not in the pictures. I mean, he's well-known, like, traveling with his band at, like, these, uh... I don't want to say bars, like clubs. <laughs> That's it. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Club. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they get you know, you see several of the songs. Like you get Cuban Pete pretty much right away. Like all the hits, right? All the hit songs that you expect to see, you know, you get that within like the first thirty minutes of the movie, and you kind of like turn it off after that if that's what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, you uh, something they don't really get into that again probably some of these other movies do better is you know he went to war and when he came back from war he just wasn't hireable anymore for whatever reason and so that's why he lost his movie career that was building 
but that's not really touched on. They touch on the that fact that he like, did go to war, but it was like a two-minute scene, and right. they don't really talk about anything. And she just other like than the really fact missed happened, him, and then of. you know that I mean that led to the bus thing because I mean she had she hadn't seen him for like a couple of years, and then she's like I'm gonna go get my husband, and that's when she finds him cheating on her again. Yeah. And um, I mean. My favorite part in the entire movie was when they did their bit together. Yeah. Which isn't until, like, the two-thirds in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish they would have showed us why they are compatible. You know, instead of giving us every reason to root against their relationship, which is what the majority of the movie seems to be. Yeah. Show us why they should be together. And yeah, when they're on stage trying to basically pitch the idea of this show right. to a CBS executive, it's like looking at look at us working well together. Yeah, so it's it's Lucy. Um, I. It's Desi. He's performing a show with his band, and then Lucy comes up and pretends to be as if she's gonna be a part of his band, like an auditioning musician. And I'm trying to remember if this because I've seen this bit before, but I don't mm. remember if it was part of. The I Love Lucy show that they recreated it for an episode maybe or if I knew of it some other way but like she's in this really oversized man like clownish suit. yeah yeah like clown clownish type size like this gigantic blue bow tie that like uh well not bow tie like almost like a bolo tie in a sense like big blue ribbon that goes across her chest and then also almost all the way down to the you know yeah. her her waist you know comically large blue tie and she's putting on like this funny accent um and acting like a dope uh and saying yeah i want to audition for a thing and she just does a whole bunch of wonderful physical comedy and they play off yeah each like other. a laurel and hardy yeah type of, thing. type of a exchange and yeah that type of stuff is definitely the best <laughs> part of the movie and uh, i mean honestly partly where I, I I don't know I I wish I would have seen that because you have Francis Fisher as Lucille Ball, who's wasted in this. Yeah, she did a good <laughs> job as Lucille Ball, and I was like, she could still play her because she looks a lot like her. Yeah, physically she's a great casting, and then when she got to do some of the physical comedy and you know actually like recreate some of the iconic scenes and stuff, she was in there. She was doing it the right way. Um really really solid performance by her when she got to do that but most of her scenes are this stupid it's like soap her opera crying. melodrama yeah it's like her crying over desi cheating on her the entire time and yeah it's like oh crying because she she's being cheated on or crying because he's she's, gone yeah and that's about all her character gets mm -hmm. nothing about you know about her career or anything not really virtually nothing other than the reveal of her hair color change yeah which people were like red. why yeah and she was like wouldn't it pop more yeah i've heard it's on... going to pop more on camera yeah um so it just doesn't it just doesn't fit like nothing there's a bunch of pieces but they're just scattered on the table nothing's put together I, I, okay, so then I will say that I'm going to have to make a note 
for our next year's uh, best and worst of because okay. Maurice Bernard is so far the worst actor. <laughs> he gets yeah. worse. He like worse than Eric Estrada. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And I was like, you might as well have Eric. I was like, Eric Estrada could probably do better. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is the worst acting. He hams it up a lot. Um, the accent is really strange too. It seems like they, I feel like the dialogue is giving this version of Desi more broken English than what he actually does in real life. Yeah, I was uh, like, they make him sound stupider than what Desi was on purpose. Yeah. I I was laughing at that and I probably shouldn't have. No. I was like, this is over the top yeah i I mean he is a soap opera actor right Mm -hmm. so i um general hospital sonny corinthos is his character's name been active since 1993 until now still on the show yeah 2800 episodes plus i shouldn't ask um Someone I know that still watches General. <laughs> like, do you know? <laughs> they so, will know. They will. Yeah, he's a three-time Emmy winner, daytime Emmy winner for Wait, the role. I, I saw that, and Six-time I was like, six-time Emmy nominee. I was like, uh, um, beyond that, I'm like, he must be much good as a soap actor, but not. I mean, doing a TV movie. That's what movie. this. That's what this is asking for. Is soap opera acting? And it's that, very I was, Yeah, I was like, I wish I saw him in another role to see how he really is, but I don't know. He hasn't done a whole lot, honestly, besides General Hospital. He's done yeah. a couple other soaps. This is one of his earlier um, earlier parts, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't been, you know, he doesn't do movies on the side or anything like that. He pretty much just does General Hospital. Um, he is going to be in the 1991 movie Her Wicked Ways as well. So we can see him and compare in that, where hopefully he isn't putting on this weird accent. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of like jealousy. There's a lot of crying, um, but it's pretty much all interstitials where someone will say something and then someone will, like I said, stare off into space and then come back out of it. Honestly, the movie just feels like someone just turned paragraphs from a biography, like a written biography, into dialogue. Because the dialogue isn't very natural either when it's happening. It It's very expositional rather than conversational. And I think it's just because they're trying to really get a lot of key bullet points in their history out onto the screen without really caring about how it's portrayed and how it flows. Mm-hmm. So, visually, there's also nothing very exciting about it visually. You know, it's just very standard. Again, what I would expect a TV movie to look like. Just, yeah, you know, I was, almost I like wasn't... a TV show with no yeah. flair, no interest. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the most interesting part was like the tracking shot at the beginning when they're doing the song and dance version of the I Love Lucy theme song. Uh huh. But that's about it. So. I don't know. What's what's also really interesting to me is that this movie has quite a big cast, but because of the way this movie is structured, 
I don't know, like, each person that isn't Lucy and Desi gets, like, two lines of dialogue, and that's about it. Yeah, because they very... They only show the actors who played Vivian Vance and William Frawley for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Like, but, they're I mean, in I there, understand. and they have, like, a couple lines. Yeah, but I understand, because they're... They don't even show the I Love Lucy set that much. No, they just but recreate like, that one oh, scene. Oh, here are these people. Yeah, they recreate that one scene where like Vivian and, and Lucy are interacting, um, you know, doing the um I think it's from the first episode, I think is what I saw where Lucy thinks that Ricky is going to kill her. And so she's, like, arming herself yeah, with, like, with the bulletproof frying pan vest and frying yeah. pan and whatnot. And yeah. so, like, they're having that exchange in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And again, both of them are great in that scene. Yeah. But we don't get more. And maybe if there was a second part, we'd see a lot more of Vivian Vance and William Frawley's actors. But yeah. don't get that here. And, you know, we have a couple scenes like the mothers or mother-in-laws and all these different people. But, you know, the hairdresser and the manager but i mean they're inconsequential they don't matter um and then like they try to have this little semi through line about how desi's going to be giving this speech before the episode is shot before the episode Mm -hmm. and lucy wants to have him cut this line where something about like how he has girls lined up to replace her or something like that i don't even remember what the actual dialogue yeah, was like that but it's yeah something to kind of allude to her cheat you know his yeah. cheating past and she didn't want that and like please reconsider doing this and then at the end because i mean there's really not much to talk about this movie <laughs> so <laughs> might as well just get to the end right yeah um he's giving his big heartfelt speech and it's all about America now and like how America is like the greatest country in the world and how it gave him the opportunities that he always dreamed of, which is great, but it's, you know, far too little too late. Um, and he took out the line that she hated and introduced Lucy to the world. And so everything is right with the world. I don't know. Right. And then, you know, they meet at the end, um, after the speech, like she comes out, Lucy's been introduced. They, you know, I, I think they kiss at the end. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. then, like, you know, freeze frame and then, like, a little quick note on the bottom of the screen saying, I Love Lucy premiered, and it was one of the best shows ever. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a... nothing movie. <laughs> it was really disappointing. It was also disappointing that we were watching online and... We could see where the ad breaks yeah, were, but we all the ads were cut out of the re-airing. They didn't show the commercials, and those are the times where I'm curious about the commercials. Is yeah. like even though from the been, early '90s. Oh yeah, it wouldn't have been 1991. It would have been whatever it was, was the re-aired. Channel re-air, but yeah, still, it's, yeah, seeing something from like 15 years ago is funny. Give us something to look or forward to every 15 minutes or so. <laughs> Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of little scenes, but it's really not worth getting into the whole thing. Like, watch other, like, as we said, there's four or five, Just watch six Being the Ricardos. <laughs> yes, you'll get a lot more of the same context, but better. Yeah. Just, you know, if you can stand Aaron Sorkin dialogue, which I can, but some people cannot. So let's go into, like, cast and crew here. There is not much I'm going to talk about here, because, again, a lot of the cast is, is not really 
worth remembering. I mean, like, I see names like Bernie, who was played by Rance Howard, who was, you know, the father of Clinton, Ron Howard. But I don't remember who Bernie was. Was yeah, he the manager? I, was he, like, some other dude? Like, I don't remember. I, I don't recognize a lot of these people besides their mothers. And, yeah. uh... The people that played Vivian Vance and William Frawley. Yeah, I'll get into them a, a tiny bit here, but I mean, most of the cast is comprised of character actors. People who yeah. are in a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing that would be, you know, incredibly notable or memorable if I just say it on a podcast. So um, we'll get into the, the director and writer. So Charles Girat, Golden Globe winner for Anne of the Thousand Days from 1970. He's an Emmy winner for A Promise Kept, the Oksana Bayul story, which was also a TV movie. Um, he's done quite a few TV movies. He's also going to do two more 1991 movies, Changes, and then also, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. So we may see that later this year if that becomes our Christmas mm. movie. Um, he's also done things like Married Queen of Scots, Lost Horizon, and Condor Man, you know, like around the 70s after his Golden Globe win. Uh, he had his... Uh, major motion picture heyday. Cynthia A. Cherbach is a Writers Guild of America winner for a CBS School Break special episode titled American Eyes. She also won a Daytime Emmy nomination for that same special. Uh, she also has two more nominations for other CBS School Break specials that she wrote. That seems to be her forte. Uh, and she was also the writer and producer of a TV show called Switch, which lasted from 1976 to 1978, uh, but not much beyond that. Uh, William Luce, or Lucy, I don't know. It's L-U-C-E. Probably a lot more people are... <laughs> I don't know. If you're familiar with him, I apologize. He is a playwright who has written uh, quite a few different plays, such as The Last Days of Patton, uh, Bell of Amherst, Lucifer's Child, The Last Flapper, Sayonara, and Bronte. So... People who are familiar with Broadway and plays and whatnot probably know him and know that I messed his name up. So he was involved in like the story and possibly the teleplay for this. Uh, Frances Fisher, who played Lucille Ball, like we talked about, she'll be in two more 1991 movies, L.A. Story and also Frame Up. She was also in one episode of The Young Writers in 1991, which is a show we've talked about a few times on this okay. podcast. Uh, she was on the Edge of Night TV show for 245 episodes. She was in the uh, the movie about Patty Hearst, a fictionalized movie about Patty Hearst. Uh, she's been in Heart, Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael, uh, also uh, Titanic. Um, and also, something I found interesting is that she was cast as the mom in Home Improvement, but was removed before uh, the pilot or whatever was shot. And placed by Patricia Richardson. So she was originally going to be the mom on Home Improvement. So. Uh, Maurice Bernard, we already talked about him as Desi Arnaz. Uh, Robin Pearson Rose, who played Vivian Vance. Um, again, a, very much a character actress who plays like teachers and mothers a lot. Uh, she had a, a stint on Grey's Anatomy that lasted about half a season. Uh, she had been on the show White Shadow back in the 70s and also Vanished. It was another TV show she had been on for several episodes. Uh, John Wheeler as William Frawley was in one episode of the True Colors TV show in 1991 um, and also in a movie called Runaway Father that same year, so we'll see him again. Uh, he, again, character actor, plays a lot of lawyers and judges and things like that, 
but also Santa Claus on one episode of Step by Step. Hmm. So. Again, other than that, I mean, we have Betty Ford as, as Dee Dee, Alan Oppenheimer as Arthur, who's a well-known voice actor. But again, I don't really remember who Arthur was. <laughs> who is yeah. Alan so um, not much to talk about in terms of cast and crew. Uh, in terms of awards, though, there are two Emmy nominations for this. Uh, we have Hairstyling for, you know, Best Miniseries or Special Hairstyling Emmy nomination for, you know, Jeffrey Sacchino. Uh, or Sacchino, I don't know how you pronounce it. He was the one who was nominated for that. Um, and then also was nominated for Best Costume Design. May Routh got that nomination. Both of those awards went to the Josephine Baker story, though. So we can move on to true crime and pop culture. Yeah, okay, so this movie was released on February 10th, 1991, which was a Sunday and um, I could talk about the other TV stuff since I sort of did already in the beginning. Yeah, we talked about direct competitors, but there's other stuff that aired that night. Yeah, Sunday night, there was a lot going on. I mean, I can tell you the ratings, so maybe this could gauge why they didn't do another one. Mm-hmm. But on ABC, there was Life Goes On, America's Funniest Home Videos. So America's Funniest Home Videos had 19.2 million. Okay. Yeah. And then America's Funniest People had 18.8 million. And then on CBS, before the Lucy and Desi movie, there was 60 Minutes, which they had 21.1 million. Was that the lead-in to Lucy and Desi? 60 Minutes? Uh, the lead-in is Murder, She Wrote. Okay. So it's 60 minutes from 7 to 8, and then from 8 to 9, Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote had 17.2 million. And then this the Lucy and Desi movie had 16.4. Okay. So it's like 21 million for 60 minutes. Yeah. So they probably wanted the 20 million. But you have um, like 19 million people watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. And then on Fox, there was Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And then there was Totally Hidden Video, Get a Life, which we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. And there was Married with Children. And then after that was the comic strip Live, which I think we sort of yeah, spoke about before. Yeah, we talked about it briefly. And this one said Five Beta Comics at Yale. So it was the comics at Yale I'm assuming <laughs> yeah they probably performed at a stage at Yale University and then brought up comedians for that because it was basically stand-up comedians with um yeah but the five so I was just thinking like so the com- the comedians they had at Yale they probably had I don't know if they were all Yale comedians or if the sh- they just taped at Yale oh, okay at the whatever five beta house or whatever i have no idea i just saw five beta and i I tried to find this stuff on youtube it's not there i mean that sounds i would love to see that because that probably sounds bad i don't know (laughs) especially if it's yeah they bring up like amateur college right i don't know i would see that and then uh, competing with lucy and desi again is this movie called the tv movie the chase which well, it's on our list. And that was on NBC. But earlier on NBC, which I 
we'll talk about now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what happened, like famous uh, historical events that happened on this day was it was the 1991 NBA All-Star Game. Ooh, okay. I might have a VHS of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to tape the All-Star Games. Oh, okay. It was the 41st All-Star Game at Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the East Beat West at 116 points versus 114 points. And the East team, or the Eastern Conference, I guess, mm-hmm. had Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. There's Joe Dumars. Is it Dumar or Dumars? Joe Dumars. Okay, Joe Dumars from Detroit Pistons. Charles Barkley from the 76ers. Bernard King from the Washington Bullets. And Patrick Ewing from the New York Knicks. And then on the Western Conference, it was Magic Johnson. Kevin Johnson from the Phoenix Suns. Chris Mullen from the Golden State Warriors. And Carl Malone from Utah Jazz, and then David Robinson from the San Antonio Spurs. Kevin Johnson went on to be mayor of... The, of Phoenix? Uh, of Sacramento, Arizona? I think. Oh, okay. So the three-point shootout was, yeah, Craig Hodges as the repeat champion. And then for the Gatorade Slam Dunk Contest, they had three of the previous year's contestants. And... Uh, D. Brown oh, took okay. home the trophy, defeating Sean Kemp in the final. D. Brown was a, a shorter player, and they usually, you know, give a little more credence to their dunks because to they the have to go higher they, up yeah. and, and do more stuff. And um, yeah, famous shot of him, you know, covering his eyes and dunking. That I think that probably oh, would have been that, that what, year. That was he, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'll, uh, if I remember, I'll try to find a basketball card to scan and put on the website okay and maybe i don't know if this is on youtube put like a clip or something yeah uh famous birthdays oh we had one it's been a while it's been since like our (laughs) since our second episode (laughs) i was like oh i know this person (laughs) and uh, emma roberts was born february 10th 1991 okay and I talked about her on the vitamin C thing because she was a singer and I had no idea she was before she became an actress. Yeah, related to Julia and Eric. Is she? Uh, how she's, is, Eric's she's Eric's daughter, daughter right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, but yeah, went on to do what? Screen queens and hotel for dogs. <laughs> All the classics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of other stuff I can't really think about. But um, she was in the Scream movie. She was in Scream four. 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 She was spoiler alert the killer. She mm-hmm. played uh, <laughs> Sydney's cousin. And then moving on to music, I'm gonna do the bottom five again for the week of February sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. I had to look a lot of this up. I don't know if you were listening while I was listening. Halfway. Um, number 100 was Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. Number 99 is How Can You Expect to Be Taken Seriously by Pet Shop Boys. 
and I was like, I don't know if I've heard. I when I listened to it, I was like, oh okay, this is just like a very rare song. It's a very mellow song too. Yeah, when you're playing Pet Shop Boys, I'm like, is this for research or are you just playing it? <laughs> oh, I don't know, because I had to look this song up. I'm like, do I know this? And it's when we put the video up. I mean, I if, yeah, you don't you don't associate Pet Shop Boys with '91. Yeah, because I mean, the, you know, they're an '80s band. Mm-hmm. But it's a very mellow song, so I was like, okay, I can see. It's still good, but it's not as good as, like, West End Girls or whatever. <laughs> or it's a sin or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 98 is Feels Good by 2020 Tony. Hmm. Number 97 is a song called Still Got the Blues by Gary Moore. Uh, the first time I heard this song was today because i've never heard this song before yeah, it did not sound familiar it did not sound familiar at all it sounded like a song that could have been on kickboxer 2 honestly okay i don't know if you're listening along no not fully not not to the lyrics at all and it gary moore i had to look him up because i was like i've never heard of this dude at all but he's just a northern irish guitarist and I guess this is like his one hit wonder, wonder mm. in like the United States. But okay. I guess he's a really well known guitarist. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a bad song. I was like, I've never heard this before. And number 96 is the song Temple of Love by Harriet. And when I was listening to, th- to this, I don't think I've heard this song at all until today. Yeah, that too. didn't sound familiar either. It sounded like a Taylor Dane song to me. It seemed very generic. Yeah, it's just like a, I don't know, typical I'm filling up my temple with your love song. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. Yes. But I mean, you know, at least there's some couple classics in in there, the Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Delight song. Yeah. So let's go on to rankings and ratings. Where on your one to five star scale would you put Lucy and Desi before the laughter? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to give this a one. I had no idea what was going on. I mean, if I did not see being the Ricardos, I would be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I'd be like, what What are you... <laughs> like, why, why is this scene over now (laughs) yeah it just feels incomplete i mean i understand because it is a made for tv movie and they wanted to do like a three-parter but i was confused and the only reason why i knew certain things was because we watched being the ricardos Uh like a month ago so yeah, it's like just... that's like fresh in my mind. I'm like, oh, I sort of they, like they talked about this, so I know what they're going through right now. And then like the stuff that they got into, like with him going t- into war, and then them doing their like their scenes, not scenes, but when they were, I guess I don't know if they were traveling together, but then when they were working together with Desi's band, that was cool. And I yeah. wanted to see more of that. But I know they needed, like, time or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot that could be covered here, and that's part of the problem. Um, 
not enough time and too much subject matter, but it didn't seem like anything. Yeah, it, nothing, nothing made sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do get like Cuban Pete, you do get Babalu, you get the I Love Lucy theme song, which but all I don't that's like think, within the first 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't so. think Maurice was singing that. that. I was like, is this Desi's voice and him lip syncing it? Because I don't um, think it's him singing it. I'm not sure if it was Desi's voice, but yeah, I'm probably inclined to agree that it wasn't Maurice, if anything, but it could have been someone else. Um Oh, I, sorry. I just noticed this piece of dialogue here that I wrote down. It okay. was like the most unintentionally funny part of the movie where like Lucy's grandfather is like on the deathbed. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, you look like an angel and soon I'm going to be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And end of scene. End of scene. Yeah, basically. It was like so weird. I mean, it wasn't really the end of the scene. But, I but mean, it might as well have been. It would be like commercial break. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you get in this movie that's in the indication. Um, on my zero to four star scale, this is my first zero. Wow. It's, I, I don't, I, okay, aside from Frances Fisher as Lucille Ball, when she gets to be Lucille Ball, yeah, I mean, there's if nothing they, good about this movie. If they did this three-parter and they started to show more of her abilities but i mean i thought she was the best thing out of this entire thing yeah this entire movie yeah and i was like justice for francis fisher <laughs> but i mean she goes to do like titanic and stuff so yeah i mean whatever. she 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 got along just fine um so yeah i mean yeah there's nothing visually appealing going on obviously the story and structure is terrible the dialogue is terrible it convoluted so yeah it's a zero it's my first zero Every movie is worth watching once. Would you watch this again? No. No, definitely not. I mean, honestly, there are some zero-star movies that I would because they're schlocky bad, and I enjoy that. This is not that. This is just... Not great. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many other options that we talked about before. Of like, if you want behind-the-scenes stuff, go there. Do not go here. Uh, but if for some reason you do want to watch Lucy and Desi before the laughter, as of this recording... In March 2022, it is available on VHS, possibly DVD, and then like archive.org or other little pieces of the internet. As always, check your local listings. You can find us on all of your major podcasting platforms. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. It does help us out a lot. You can email us at 1991moviewrewind at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd. Just search 1991moviewrewind, or go to 1991moviewrewind.com, for the full list of movies along with show notes and more. Next week, we're going to be uh, watching Enchanted April for our first April episode of the year. That's available on Pluto TV, digital rental, VHS, and DVD. We will see you then. Thanks.